the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Hey, we're back live. Uh, I'll tell you a little what was going on with me. Um, I was listening to my body, they say, and uh, things wasn't going exactly right. I was having some chest pains and uh, shoulder pains, and it, they would go away in a matter of uh, 15 to 20 seconds with some deep breaths. Well, finally, um, I got into the cardiologist, and he said, we need to check that out. And when they did, they found out I had two uh, uh, main arteries that were 100% blocked and 195% blocked. So the next day, we had uh, triple bypass surgery. So that's put me... Uh, some good quality time with the Lord, good quality time with studying and researching and seeing what I'm doing, what my ministry is about. And this is a ministry, believe it or not. Um, and that's, that's why KSLR, thank you, KSLR, thank you, Baron, thank you, Barry and Shemaya and Michael, uh, for putting me on this time and this station because. I've talked to so many Christians that it, we're making a difference, and I want to be your mentor. And so I had a little bump in the road. It's, it's been good quality time. And so uh, just to let you know, I'm uh, doing super well. I'm ahead of schedule. And we're going to work on improving this show, improving the teaching. And I've got a lot of work done on my books, and I'm hoping to have my uh, next book, uh, done probably in the next um, 30 to 60 days because, uh, man, the Lord has given me so many scriptures. I've probably got 40 scriptures that tied to the car business, trying to get them down to 15 to a decent-sized book, and I'm hoping to have that done. Then we'll probably start the second one or the third. Who knows? So let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, bless each and every one of these listeners. Help us to be the best person we can, to be the best on what you've given us. Use our ability, use our, our mind, but let's use the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in our purchases. Uh, as Steve Sorensen has told me many a time, if it's over $25, he's in agreement with the Holy Spirit and with his wife, Marilyn. And that's what I want to do. I want to be a better steward of what you've given me. Help these people see that not let emotions and pride and greed make their purchases. It makes a struggle on their finances, on their budget, on their family, on their relationships. Help them to see what this business is going to because there's no other business that has changed this way in our lifetime. Help me to be the best I can, but help them to listen and obtain and understand what I'm trying to do. And I give you the praise and the glory for this day and every day. As it's in Jesus' name, I pray every day. Um, hey, if you want to call in, you've got any comment, any questions, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I won't embarrass you. There's no dumb questions, I guarantee you. There's a million different questions that fit so many different people. I'm calling in today. I'm still not driving. I'm still not out and about. They're trying to keep me, make sure that I, I get healed and, and proper. And I am getting stronger. I'm walking uh, in the house and close to an hour a day, so I am getting where I can do the things. But I really want to talk to you today about the Proverbs 22:7. The rich will rule over the poor. Now, you got to think about this in the Bible. Uh, and it's over 2,000 years ago. If you didn't pay your lender, they could put you in jail. Well, good thing they don't do that today. Man, we'd be, we'd have so many, we couldn't, we couldn't put anybody else in the jail. 
So a lender had authority over you, you know, but and have we lost commitment when we sign a contract? Does it mean anything? Um, I see so many people who attack people, especially the politicians. I can't believe how vulgar language the Democrat Party has become. And they think it's cool. And their head man and, and the Democrat Party says, oh, it's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal, the way we talk. I'm, I'm writing a book, I'm, a foolish talk, a falsehood talk. I mean, there's so much that's going on. You know, the, I, I mentioned in a prayer that this the car business has changed more tremendously. I mean, unbelievable. You go buy a TV, they, they tell you the facts, they tell you the warranty, they tell you the truth. They don't try to put you together. They don't try to lie to you. They don't try to intimidate you. They don't try to sell you on your emotions and all. You go buy a refrigerator. You go buy furniture. You go buy anything, insurance. You go buy anything, and they don't work you and try to put you together. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Barry. I forgot to give the phone number. The phone number here is 210-340-9500. Eighty-five. The phone number at KSLR is 210-340-9585. Give us a call. There's no dumb questions. Then a little later in the second half of the show, I'll give you my mobile number. That way you can contact me anytime direct. But you go to buy anything, and they don't try to put you together. Now, some stuff loses money almost as bad, or if not worse, I think RVs take a bigger hit than an automobile, but that's a luxury, and most of the time you buy that when you can afford it. And it's a, you know, it's a little different, but they don't try to lie to you, put you together. You know, they show you the, what it's all about. But the car business has become just like the politicians. It's okay to lie. It's okay to cheat. It's okay to steal your trade. Still, I'm getting so many people. Yeah, you'll hear these guys advertise about uh, uh, I beat CarMax. I haven't had CarMax beat me in uh, probably 40, 50 cars. I outbid CarMax. I, I buy lots of cars off of the individuals, off my radio shows, off my website. And uh, it's no big deal to beat those guys. But their overhead is as high as a new car dealer. Their overhead is tremendous, plus they got to go out and get their cars. Where new car dealers have manufacturers bring them the cars, they sell what they've got, and they get the trade-ins. So they've got to generate their business, which makes it a lot tougher. So, But the business has changed so much, and how this ties into the how the rich will rule over the the uh, poor is the banks, is these $50 million, $100 million businesses, these car dealerships. But they want to rule over you. They want to control you. They want to control your emotions, your desires, your thoughts, to put you in a unit. And they don't care. They don't have a conscience. I really think we've lost a conscience in the car business. I believe there's more conscience in every other business. Because they do have a little care. Now, they want to sell you, but they're not going to lie to you, intimidate you, try to put you together, lead you down the wrong direction. So you got to be mentally, physically, and repaired. Now, see, the key to this deal is we've got to keep – we've got to buy. You know, there's not enough good used cars around, so if you've got one, don't give it away. And uh, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I need some old trucks, old cars. Um, trying uh, got a lady that's got a 41 Willis blown. Uh, it's got a blown 350 engine super trick car. She's trying. We're trying to deal. Try to deal with her. Got a call on a 70 GTO. Trying to deal on it. Uh, we're a little a little distance there. So I'll buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter what it is. So these dealers have got to do business. We got to do business with them. But you've got to be mentally, physically, spiritually ready for a battle. There's there's ways of buying from these dealerships, but you need to know you need an even playing field because you don't you haven't had one, and the business has changed tremendously the last ten years. You haven't had that 
that even playing field. And, and you need it because, let me tell you, uh, just like in Matthew 18, that's 21 to 35, uh, the lender was about to uh, throw the guy in jail that owed him a bunch of money. So what does the guy do? He goes down the road, and this guy owes him pennies, pennies. And he's about to throw this guy in jail. Well, I mean, you know, we walk away from car debts. It's got to the point where no big deal. Let's just walk away. If your word's no good, you're no good. That's what my dad taught me in 1963. We get, when I got in the business, my dad told me I was 14 years old, and a Chevrolet dealer was selling me uh, 49 to 51 Fords for 50 bucks. And so uh, this used car manager wanted to sell me a car. I told him I didn't have the money. He said, well, I'm going to float you. I'm going to let you take the car, and when you sell it, bring me the money back. Well, my dad pulled me off to the side, and he said, son, if you tell him you're going to take it and you're bringing the money back, your word's got to be good. If word's no good, you're no good. Have we got to that point in life and in business that, it, you know, our word don't matter? We're signing a contract and, and a binding with a bank. Now, you got to remember one thing about this. When you sign a contract with a bank, you're thinking these rich, and these banks are rich too, but uh, you're thinking this car dealer is the one financing. No. I've told you before, it's indirect lending. So the bank is on the one that gives all the money to the new car dealer out of the used car dealer, and they're out of the picture. They're out of the deal. So they can say anything they want to say, do whatever they want, because they walk scot-free. What I don't understand is why people wake up two years down the road and they owe 15000 too much or 10000 too much on their vehicle and they don't blame the car dealer. Oh, I'm, it's, I don't know why I'm in this mess, Bubba. Oh, I got news for you, Bubba. You made that decision. You dealt with those people. You let them control your thoughts, your minds, your desires, and your emotions. And they're the ones that sold you the vehicle. And you were so excited. And it didn't matter on the contract because it's just a piece of paper with a little ink on it. And you don't realize what to buy. Now, the problem is your credit can go bad if you can't make that payment. But, of course, salespeople are trained also to say it's an easy payment. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Have you looked at your budget a year later? It's not easy then, is it? Two years later, three years later. And then you hear this great commercial. If you hate your payment, if you hate your car, if you hate what you own, come on in here. We're going to help you. What's the big deal nowadays? Help. We're going to help you. We're going to help you. They ain't no help. They want your money. If money is the factor, if money is the God, if the money's number one and they want your money, there ain't no help. You're going to help their their pocketbook, their bank account. So you've got, yes, and and I'm explaining, you've got to buy vehicles. Now, if it seems too good to be true, it is, I guarantee you. Just like the lifetime warranties. They'll cost you about eight or 9000 to have a lifetime warranty because they charge you on the contract. It's free on the price, but not on the contract. It's free when they're talking to you, but not the contract. They put 4500 to 5500 whatever you can stand, they can slip by you on the, on the lifetime warranty. So you've got to be prepared. Now, some of these service departments will pick your vehicle up cheap, because the service departments are the money, the cash cow in the business. And so, yes, they can pick it up. They can afford to pick it up. Yeah, they can get it in and get it out. But there's nothing free in the car business. Those Cokes, those cookies, that fruit, um, popcorn and all in the uh, lounge there next to the service department, that gets you uh, sticker shock price ready to get your sugar up high so you don't feel so bad when they bring you the bill on that unit. So 
let me th- let me get back to where the direction we were going. Hey, hey, Randy, which, we, Randy, we've got a caller. Yes, we've sir. got a Gail on the line. Gail, welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with Randy Adams. Good morning, Gail. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hi. I had a, a question about. Um, sometimes I know people roll back the miles on cars, so you don't get a true odometer reading. Is there any way you can tell when you're looking at used cars to see if that's been done? Well, uh, before 1972, everybody rolled the miles back. Uh, Carfax makes some mistakes, but you can research it through Carfax or AutoCheck. Now, what happens a lot of times, there's dealers that will buy cars and trucks with 300,000 miles on it, and they will put a new speedometer or odometer in it and claim unknown miles. So... You can go to auto check, you can go to Carfax and study it real hard. Now, if you really, I'll tell you a little quick story. I had some dealers from a foreign country trying to sell me a van, a diesel van. And they brought it to me, and I got to looking at the unit, and it was supposed to be 88,000 miles on it. And uh, they said, well, uh, the speedometer's broke. They put a speedometer in, it didn't work. Here they go to the junkyard and buy one, and it's bad. So they uh-huh. took it in there and I said, oh, the, the speedometer just quit, just quit. So I said, okay. I said, I need this unit for about an hour. I took it down to the Dodge store because it's a Dodge diesel van, and they put it on the computer, and the computer told us it had 350,000 miles. That's another way you can have it checked. You can take it to a franchise dealer. They can hook it up on a computer. And they tell you how many hours the unit has run and how many really? miles. Just wow. like, like on a service unit, a lot of these guys never turn them off. And so you've uh-huh. got a car that looks like it's got forty, fifty thousand 50,000 miles, but ours are like forty or 50,000 hours that have, it has idled and ran. So <laughs> that's a possibility. Just look at the wear on the inside of it and then go uh-huh. to auto check or, or – and then every once in a while, auto check, if it's a little bit of discrepancy, lots of times when it goes to service or gets uh, uh, inspected, the guys, they're in a hurry, and they're dyslexic. And every once in a while, I write numbers down backwards. I can't say I'm any different because I've, I've had that little issue before myself. And what uh-huh. they do, they put it on auto check, and you'll see where instead of 98,000 miles, it might show – they might have put on their uh, uh, 88,000 miles, and they should have put 98,000 miles, and then it shows 98,000 miles real quick. So sometimes there's some little mistakes. I wouldn't worry about that. But if it's right. something like it showed 200,000 miles, now it's got 80,000 or 100,000 miles, I would worry a little bit about that. But there's very little of that going on today. Uh, really? Because I've, I've not, heard of some people, you know, my um, so my kids have some friends, you know, and they're bragging about, oh, you know, I went and I rolled back. Um, so I, it made me nervous about <laughs> buying a That's a federal car. offense. They don't realize right, that they right. brag it about it. That yeah. word get out. Uh, we had some guys in New Brunswick that were doing that and also stealing trucks, and they went to prison for it. So, I mean, yeah. and, the, and the, the, the laws, the consumers are not protected by the government. Um, we're not supposed to sell a vehicle that doesn't have emissions on it. It's $25,000 fine. Uh, if wow. you have problems, you can take it back. And But it's uh, if you go to the state, they, they don't do nothing. They go talk to the dealer, and they let them out. But you've got to go to the Fed, the federal people. And the federal, it's, it's a lot of work to get it done, but you can get it done. But you go to the state of Texas, and they're a joke. We have like 20 investigators to investigate Texas for miles rollback for emissions deals, and they're a joke. They don't do nothing. See, the consumer doesn't have any protection against the car dealers because the car dealers kind of police themselves. And in that situation, here these guys are mouthing off. They don't know. They can they can get in trouble. And I'm talking about, you know, some of these people say, well, I, I cut the miles on a car that's 10 years old. That's a federal offense, even if it's 20 years old, if you lie about the miles. That's why these antique car sales at one time, people were running there and, and lie about the miles. 
And they found out they could get sued over it. And you can get sued over that situation. And if you're a dealer, it can cost you triple damages. Hmm. Wow. You're saying you can actually take it to um, a dealer? I mean, no, how much do they charge? Uh, yeah, take it. If it's a Ford, take it to a Ford dealer. Tell them. I need the mile. I need to check and see what the computer says the miles are on this vehicle, and it'll tell you how many miles are on it because the cu- computer keeps track of it, and they can change out the speedometers and the odos, and it'll it'll the odos will show different, but the computer won't. And just like I said, that Dodge Diesel van had three hundred, I think it was three hundred forty thousand miles on it, and they'd swapped out a, a odometer on it and. They they bought one that was broke, or they didn't hook it up right. I don't remember what it was, but I didn't buy the unit, not with 340,000 miles on it, showing 80, I think it was 88,000 miles that it was broke on. So I took it to the Dodge store, Blue Bonnet Dodge in New Brunswick. They hooked it up. cost me like 40, 50 bucks, I think it was. I was wondering And they told me. They told me it's 340,000 miles on it, you know. Wow. I said, well, thank you, you know. So I took it back to them, and I said, you guys are lying. Y'all Y'all put a bad uh, odometer in it, and, you know, it's 340,000 miles. I said, uh, these guys were from a different country. That's, we're having a lot of uh, guys from different countries moving in and getting in the car business because they can family up and live together and pool the money together. And their their style of doing business, their way of doing business is a lot different than Americans. And, and they just do whatever they want to. I tried to straighten up the state, uh, on give them a plan to straighten up the car business, and uh, they didn't want it. They didn't want it. I, I had a plan to straighten up car dealers and uh, and put marks against your name when you do something wrong, and after – five marks against your name, you're not allowed to sell a car or do anything in the car business. But the state didn't want to listen to me. I've got a plan on how to police the the, uh, car business in the state of Texas. And I was in Austin with a radio show, and I kept telling those guys. I had listeners from House of Representatives and the senators, but they don't want to listen. They don't want to do nothing to help protect the business, help protect the consumer. We elect these people just like a title loan. We elect these people, 27 different states. It's illegal to have a title loan, but not in Texas. We want to – these people that voted me in, I want them to get ripped off and lose all their money and lose their car. I want them to let all my buddies, rich buddies up in Austin that own those title loan places to get rich. And they're, they're not helping us. Zero. And insurance companies, you know, I'd love to see somebody that's – Big time step up and really help the consumer of Texas because we're not helping the consumer of Texas, you know. But there's so much out there that I could talk about. I talked for months straight. But I hope I hope I enlightened you on what what's going on and what you can do. And my phone number, if you ever need to talk to me about something of this situation, is eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. And 95% of my business right now is helping people. Uh, they sell me cars. And I'm on the radio to buy cars because I can sell everything I get my hands on. Good, bad, and ugly junk from up to Mercedes or whatever. So, but I'd love to help. And, and uh, yeah, I don't blame you because, I, you know, why pay the price of a car that the speedometer has been changed out or cut back? We still have have her online. No, she she, she she's uh, she's gone, Randy. But uh, she appreciated okay. the call. Thank you very much. Thank you, Barry. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope and enlightened you on a lot of stuff. There was a lot of information there. Uh, I'll be going over some of this stuff in the near future. Some more stuff. She had an excellent question. Uh, that happens. The flood situation has come up several times, and I try to explain that uh, to the, to the listeners. And so uh, uh, we want to uh, keep you in that, in, that, in that loop, in that situation that you understand what's going on because there's so much to the car business that it's unbelievable. The flood cars, the cutting the miles, the wrecks, and I buy and sell wrecks. If we take wrecks off of the market, we're 
we'd lose 60%. Hey, if you like this show, there's enough information, call 20 people or text 20 people. Tell them to listen to us. Be sure and go to kslr.com to listen to our show, uh, radio, computer, somehow, some way. We'd love to help you any way we can. Thank you for the spiritual growth that um, maybe I can give you. Maybe that the Lord is just feeding me so much that I hope I get a chance to pass it through to you. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. I'll give my mobile number. If there's any other questions, give us a call. 210-340-9585. Get your pen and paper because I'll give you my mobile in the next half of the show. Thank you. We'll be right back. God bless you. Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio, and you too can take advantage of our better bottom line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Road of San Antonio, I-35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Thank you. Thank you, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you had a chance to call somebody, text somebody to listen to us. That's KSLR.com. Like I say, great radio station. They do care about you, you know. And if you're a sponsor and you'd like to prove to the community, um, I'd like to get a hold of HEB or Valero or somebody. And I, I've taught at Valero several times, uh, and they love my teaching and answering questions. If you got a large corporation or a large setting for lunch or something or a group, uh, church, I go to churches to teach. Uh, so just give me a call on my mobile. My mobile number is 830 because I love teaching. You know, you want your employees making better decisions. You don't want them in a mess. You don't want them uh, owing too much money. You know, making a better decision. And you can walk in nowadays and make a three to $5,000 mistake, and I've seen some of them as, as high as $10,000 mistakes, and uh, never overcome it. You're, you're tied in for seven years of payments. The vehicle keeps losing money. It gets after three, four years. You got to replace things. You got to fix things. Insurance. You know what's amazing about insurance is, you know, it's high when you buy a new unit, but it goes up every year as the value goes down. That don't make sense. And then when you get in trouble, your agent won't help you. Where other states, uh, they're required to. So you know, we need uh, we need some insurance companies to step up and do it right just like everybody else. But um, we're back on Proverbs 22.7, the rich will rule over the poor. Well, I mean, think about this. You're making a payment. You can't afford it. It squeezes your budget at the end of the month, puts hardship on your relationships, put hardship on your family. You can't spend the money you need to spend on your family because you're trying to make the car payment. You're worried about them picking it up. you're you're in prison. You're in debtor's prison. You know you're responsible to them, uh, and you're you're trying to make a a living. You're trying to get by, and you bought this unit and you paid too much money to going in, <coughs> and it gets worse every month. And so, you've got to be mentally, physically, and spiritually ready when you're going to these dealerships for a battle. You got to understand your finances. You got to understand the pricing. You got to shop. You got to do your homework. 
85% of people that walk into a dealership buy something they don't intend to buy. There was an article in one of my dealer magazines. Of course, that's not that, that doesn't hit the public uh, news scenes. But anyway, talked about how great the salesman were. They're bragging about this salesperson that he went in to buy a. He had four kids. Went in to buy a family van that his wife needed, and walked out with a raised up four wheel drive Sequoia, brand new. Mileage, gas mileage, half the miles, half the room, and you know, but he, they got him in there and they switched him. You got to buy what you got intentions of buying, and if if they switch you, you need to go back home, pray about it, and study about it. You know, too many people don't pray about a car; they don't get themselves mentally, physically, and spiritually ready on that next purchase. And I, I'm talking about even preachers. I've I've dealt with so many preachers. The last 25 years, that's how long I've been saved, um, that they don't pray about it. They just go do it. And then they believe salespeople in their church that, oh, yeah, you know, they're going to cut me a deal. They, I got news for you. They're not, the salespeople are not the authority. They've got to listen to the new car sales manager, used car sales manager. Uh, just recently, I had one that, uh, gave his trade away. You know, his, his member of his church was convinced him that his car wasn't worth nothing. And I guarantee you the dealership made 2000 on it. And then they sold him one for too much. Now this, this pastor is, is buried in the vehicle that he's driving. And, you know, and this, of course he can't say nothing to his member of his church, but he, he found out. He found out three months later. You know, when he realized somebody else bought a vehicle, 3000 cheaper, then he realized that the vehicle he had was worth more money than what he was. And so that was a $5,000 swing. You, how hard do you work for 5000 How much do you got to make to pay 5000 You got to go make six sixty five hundred to pay 5000 And now there's an interest rate on it. I don't know what interest rate. I didn't get involved in that deal. But here's a man, and he, here we go again. He bought something, 85% of the people buy something they don't intend to buy. How'd you like to have been that dude when he got home with that Sequoia four-wheel drive, and his wife said, Honey, I thought you were going to go buy a Sienna van instead of a Sequoia. Well, they were bragging about that salesman. Yeah, they loved him, and the dealership loved him. And the money and commission check he got, I bet they loved too. So, I mean, why you we got to buy vehicles, and we're going to have to buy new vehicles. Now, I don't know who's going to own new vehicles in 10 years from now if the government or the billionaires buying all these dealerships. You know, and part of, of my writing is a book that I've got notes on is the changes in the car business the last 50 years. And um, you're going to be surprised at that book. I've got some stuff that, that's going to open your eyes uh, of what's going on. But the problem is... All these vehicles, uh, 95% of them are financed. So you, you're ruled by that, that, that bank, that credit union. That's why you need to go to the credit union and the bank first and get, get everything lined up. I'm going to run through this real quick uh, just because I haven't done it and I've been off air for the last three weeks. But... Uh, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Number one, go to learn to buy and sell cars. Describe your car or give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. Let me tell you what I'll give for your car. Or go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Describe it. I'll email you back or call you back about what your car is worth. The other side of learn to buy and sell cars.com is a process. Number one, get your credit score. Go to ftc.gov. F. Frank Tommy Charles. Frank Tommy Charles.gov. See what your credit score is. See if there's any hiccups, any problems, anything that you paid for they didn't take off, anything that you need to pay for to get off. Get your credit score as high as you can. Your credit score is very important nowadays because you can't rent nothing, you can't. You can't uh, buy anything. You pay more interest. 
there's a lot involved in your credit score, so you need to know exactly where you stand. After you've got that cleaned up and got it looking right and make sure nobody's trying to steal your identity, then go to a bank credit union. Go to five or six of them. And if you match the bank that you're doing business with or credit business you're doing, uh, look at it. And I'm going to tell you something. Randolph Brooks is given 60 days, 60 days to people that make a loan on And why? Why would they give 60 days? Personally, I think they need to give 90. But 60 days because they know a car dealer is going to suck every available dollar out of your bu- your pocket what you can borrow, your credit card, your credit card, everything they can get a hold of. So that's why Randolph Brooks is giving you an extra 60 days for your first payment because they know you need to get caught up. That first payment, you you know, there's nothing left because they've sucked, sucked you dry. So talk to several. Now, if they match the bank or credit union you're doing, I'd get, an, I'd get another line of credit. I'd use that other bank. If they'll match what you can get, you know, and that way you're set up on your financing. And, you know, I wouldn't tell the car dealer what I got. Don't let them know anything personally about you as much as you can. And so then you've got your financing lined up. Go talk to your your, uh, mechanic. Go talk to your body man. Go talk to parts houses. Talk to everybody. Get online. Do some research on what you're about to buy. See if it's a good car, bad car, whatever it is. Depends on the miles, how it's been taken care of, if you're buying used, if you're buying new, what kind of problems they're having. There's some new units out there that's got bad transmissions. They'll last about 60,000 miles, and you have to spend five grand on transmission. So you've got to know the good, the bad, longevity. I look at cars with 150,000 miles on them. And I see if they're the track record of those type of cars and see if they're cars that will last. There's a lot of cars that will go to 300,000 miles. So you've got to see that track record. So now you've got studied what you're going to do. You've talked to the mechanic. I had a buddy of mine buy a Jaguar, and he lives in New Brunswick. He said, hey, man, look what I bought. And I said, great. I said, but what are you going to do with it? And he said, what do you mean? I said, what do you, who's going to work on it? I don't know. So he jumped into a car without a mechanic. Who's going to work on that vehicle? Who's going to take care of it? Do you know the history on those cars and what you can't get? There's some parts you can't get for those cars, so you got to understand that. A friend of mine's got one, and we can't get a part for it. The car's sitting, been sitting two years. You can't get the part. He's searching the world and can't get it. So then after you've got that all settled, you got your banking settled, you got it figured out, shop on the Internet. You shop the world. You know what your trade's worth because you've already talked to me. This is a process that should take you 60 days. Now, if you want to sell me the car, the, the market may change, and it may cost you a little money to wait that long. And so get an idea of what it is worth now, and then get an idea just before you trade. And uh, that way, you know you're set. we got to buy cars. we got to have cars. we got to deal with car dealers. But you need an even playing field. You need your eyes open. You need to be educated. We go to school for everything in the world. Doctors go to school for eight years, and then they have a little little stuff to keep them up. But car dealers go to school every day. Salespeople go to school every day. They got we get emails constantly. We get classes. You got YouTube's got 150 classes on it. You want to get educated? Go to YouTube and see how to sell a car, how to close a deal. There's 150 of them. You just pull one of them up, there'll be 150 of them behind you you can watch. There's 45-minute classes or 15-minute classes. There's so many classes, it's unbelievable. But rich dealers right now is are sending out emails every day, how to improve your business because you can't make any money on the front side of the smart buyers because they're working the price. So you got to make money on the back side. You got to make money in the service. You got to know how to retain your customers in service. You've got to know how to talk to them. You got to how to put fear in their eyes that their vehicle's about to cost them a lot of money and they need to buy a new one. Oh man, I've seen so many people with really good. 60,000 mile cars going into the service department end up driving out in a brand new car. Oh man, they, here they got you beat up. You're about to spend a bunch of money on this car and you're not. 
but they've got you convinced. So now your car's not worth nothing. So they can steal it. And let me tell you something. Dealers are out begging for cars under 100,000 miles, new car dealers. CarMax out buying, trying to buy everything they can get their hands on. And so it, that's what everybody wants is a low-mileage car. And then you go in the service department, and they convince you you're going to have to spend a bunch of money, so you need to trade it. So your your guard's down. Now you're ready to give your car away because you don't spend the money on it. They've got you scared. They put fear in your heart. So now you trade it off for a brand new one because, oh, man, it's, I've got a warranty with it. You can buy extended warranty on everything. There's so many extended warranty companies out there right now, and there's some pretty good ones. Hey, your Randolph Brooks sells a great one. Uh, most of the credit unions sell great, and they sell them at at their cost or a little bit of profit, not like the new car dealers do. Hey, so Randy, you can buy it from them, yes, sir. Yeah, we got a couple of people on on hold here. Let's uh, let's get the okay. first question from Carlton. Carlton, you're on Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with Randy Adams. Hello, Carlton. How you doing? Hey, hey, Randy. Glad to hear you're going strong again. Praying for your recovery. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you know, it's just like what you're talking about. I've actually been in the business, and and uh, I played sports and everything, and I didn't go onto the field of competition unless I was prepared to win. You don't yes, play sir. an instrument in the bands unless you're prepared to play that instrument and, and sound good. Everything else we do, we're prepared to win and be successful. And I just – I was but looking not in the up. Car business. At, but not – as a, most people jump up on a Saturday morning and go buy a car, don't they? They don't do any research. They don't do any prayer. They don't do any study. And they just walk in and think, oh, this guy, they want to help us. That's the big big slogan or the big uh, sales pitch right now. We want to help you. But you're exactly right. That's an excellent point. Excellent. Yeah, and when you pull into the dealership, where do you park? You park right by the front door because – the people there, and I've been in this business, their job is to make their job as easy as they can and put you on the defensive. But I was reading in Proverbs here in 28, and it says, Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and the condition of your herds and your situation, what you can afford, what your credit score is, what you need. Be diligent to know what you need because they want you to react like you're saying. But when you take uh, inventory of what you can actually do and what you can afford, then you're on the offensive. And my papa had a saying that served me really well in life. He said, "He said, son, I don't have to buy it today. He's right. Exactly right. But also, And I think if more of God's people would follow that, I don't have to buy it today. You're not going to die if you don't get that new car. But if you know the state of your flocks and all your what you and your family can afford, then you're going to be on the offensive. And I just encourage people to to take an inventory of what their flocks are and the condition of their herds, so that they'll be on the offensive and and they can win. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You have a good day. God bless you. All right. Thank you, you very much, back, Carlton. Everybody. And uh, next up, Randy, we got uh, Caroline on the on the line. Caroline, welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with Randy Adams. Hello, Caroline. Good morning. I'm Dr. Edward Staffel's friend, and I want to thank you yes, very much for being his friend and for guiding him with cars and with patients and so forth and so on. I know you've had thank health you. issues, and I know he would be delighted to know you are doing well. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And I also want you to know we are passing the word that you have left the competition network radio show and that you are now on KSLR. So <laughs> oh, good, yeah. good wishes we, to you. We, uh, I'm out here in Pinal County. You and I will be in touch, you know. Uh, but, um, thank you very thank much. Thank you for your radio show. I think it's informative. I think it's helpful. He had great confidence in you. And though he's gone, we appreciate you very, very much. I want you to know well, that. Well, that man. That man taught me a lot, and uh, he helped me in my situation because he taught me to listen to my body and and make records of what's going on and keep it in mind. And Godly um, men make the difference, Randy. Godly they, men they make really the difference. They really do. And he was a giver. He wanted to give information and teach people, and he wanted the best for people. 
And that's no, what you're doing, and we appreciate it, and we want everybody to know that you are the real thing. You're the real McCoy. Thank you very much, Caroline. We thank you. God uh, bless you with your healing. God bless you. Thank Randy. you. Thank you. Yeah, there's two kinds of people, givers and takers. Givers want to give, want you to be the best, are happy when you do well, happy when you succeed, happy and thrilled that you're doing well. Takers, they're never happy, never content. They don't want to help you. They want to help you out of your money. And that's that's the problem with the car business. It has, over the last 55 years, have gone from givers to takers. And uh, that's part of my ministry to show you that, that what's going on in that situation. And Carson's right. Um, he calls in and says he was prepared when he did anything, any kind of sports. You prepare for football. You prepare for basketball. You prepare for baseball. You prepare for band. But you're ready to be at your best in anything you do. But we're, we're not at our best. And with the changes and what the laws have done, and, and no protection. You know, let's let's back up right now to uh, Elizabeth Warren. She was out in 17 to straighten up the car business. She ran her mouth for two months how she was going to straighten it up, how the car business had made $26 billion on the uh, people buying cars through the F&I department, and she was going to straighten it up. And, boy, she just ran her mouth. She put it all over TV, all over radio, all over the world. And then all of a sudden, she didn't say a word. Did she get paid off? I don't know. I can't say. Did she Did she uh, talk to the right people that donated enough money so she can run for president now? You know, she was going to prove to the world what, how great she was, and then she fell down. <laughs> you know, as if our word's no good, we're no good. I mean, her word evidently is no good. Of course, we've already heard about her being an Indian and not, so I guess the word's not any good there. But see, that's another, that $26 billion goes to the finance company who pays pays the car dealer. The car dealer takes that cash, and the bank is on the hook for it. Let me explain another deal to the bunch of the bank. There was a bank in Ohio, um, and that third, fifth bank in somewhere in Ohio, they got fined by the government $20, 30000000 I don't know the exact figure. I know it was, it was at least $20 million. It might have been $30 million for taking paper, in other words, uh, buying the paper that the dealers sold to them, indirect lending, for charging more money of people of color, all colors. Now, here the bank took the hit for what the car dealers did. The bank don't see what color these people are. But all in all, these car dealers take advantage of the people walking into the dealership. They know that they can take advantage of them. They work the advantage on them, and they make more money. Well, the government walked in and said, hey, these people you're charging more interest rate on, and these people you're not, you got favoritism there. So they find them. So the bank took the hit on indirect lending for what the dealers were doing. Now, is that right? That don't make sense. Now, but what? Why did, <laughs> excuse me, why did they do that? Well, by evidently they're making too much money off the car dealers or something, or they, or, you know, somebody had to pay. You know, did they give that money back to those people? I doubt it very seriously. Did the government give it back? No, they swallowed it. I guarantee you they did. They didn't send anybody any money back. The government likes to, to find the people they can get the money out of, but they don't want to give it to the people who deserve it. See, there's no protection on the consumers. I don't care what it is. These banks, yes, maybe that straightened up indirect lending for that bank, and maybe they got stricter on their dealers. But the dealers, they, it didn't cost them nothing. I guarantee you they might have slowed down for a few months, but they're back to doing what they did before. That's why you need to go to your bank credit union. I mean, we've got some great credit unions in San Antonio. There's a bunch of them. We've got some great banks. You know, I'm with Frost Bank now. I love Frost Bank. 
uh, I was with Chase since 1978, and they don't want used car dealers kick me out for no reason at all. I didn't owe them a dime, zero. And they kicked me out? Well, I guess so. Chase Bank didn't like me, didn't like used car dealers. That's how bad used car dealers are, though. They've had so many problems with used car dealers over the years. They didn't want none, zero. I've been with them since 1978. That's a long time to never have a problem with a bank since 1978. You know, if your word's no good, you're no good. And they, they kicked me out, told me to leave. You ever heard of that? That might be the first time ever. And Frost Bank said, come on over here, Randy Adams. Of course, I had five or six other banks want my business because they know my track record. But these banks, you know, you've got to work them as hard as they, they want your business. They don't use car dealer business, but they want your business. That's why you need to get your financing set up so when you walk in there, I don't care what color you are, what nationality you are. That way you know exactly where you stand, what your credit rating is, what your what the interest rate is. And so they can't play those games with you. I don't want them to play games with you. I want you got everything in order. I want you to be in shape. I want you to do your homework. I want you to be mentally, physically ready for this battle because we got to buy a car somewhere. We got to buy transportation somewhere. Now we may see Uber get bigger and better. We may see some other things. Well, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars dot com. Give me a call on my mobile eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. That's eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. God bless you, San Antonio. I love you. Be the best you can be. Forgive everybody. 99% of, uh, of addictions are tied to unforgiveness. Forgive everybody. Love everybody no matter who they are. God bless you. Thank you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.